Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I am so glad that you have joined us today. If you are a part of our Lighthouse Church family, we would love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Church NC or online at lighthousechurchnc.org. We want to get you plugged into a connect group or on the dream team so that you are doing life together with people just like you. We hope you enjoyed today's message and stay tuned for more announcements at the end of our podcast. One last time, Lighthouse. Who is in my circle? I want to take you to a passage of scripture. It's in Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. If we can get that on the screen, and if you're following me on your phones or on your Bibles, you know that we have been all over the book of Exodus. Next week, we're actually going to start transitioning out of Exodus because our sermon series is not about Moses, although we focused specifically on Moses so far. Our sermon series is actually on the nation of Israel and how they had a dream to inhabit the promised land. And so we've been looking at Moses Because God has to start somewhere, and typically a somewhere begins with a someone. Every somewhere begins with a someone. Someone who is willing to say yes to Jesus. Has anyone ever had to say yes to Jesus? Any big thing that's ever been accomplished here on this earth all began with a someone. And so we've been looking at the various excuses and the reasons why Moses did not want to say yes to the call that God had put on his life. And I want to read one more in Exodus chapter 4 verse 1. But Moses protested again. What if they, everybody say they. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, everybody say they. What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? So what Moses was dealing with here is how do I overcome the opinions of other people? Last week we talked about how do I overcome the negative thoughts in my head. And for those of you that are just joining in, we have a podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud. So if you want to catch up with the amazing Mother's Day message, you can listen to that. And you could also catch up with parts one and two of this sermon series. But today, what we're really focusing on is who are the people in your circle. So two weeks ago, we were talking about how do I overcome the negative thoughts in my head? Any Anybody ever have negative thoughts in your head? Anybody ever talk yourself out of a good idea? I've had some really good ideas and plans come my way and I didn't step forward into what God had for me because I was talking myself out of it. Now Moses is not talking about himself. Now he's concerned about who else is out there and what they're going to say about what God wants to do in my life. Because immediately after we get through the negative self thoughts that we have to overcome, Whenever we can get to this place where we feel good about what God is calling us to do, the next thing we have to overcome is, am I going to bow down to what other people are saying about me? Am I going to give the opinions of other people so much weight that I'll allow their opinions to outweigh the voice of God? And so the first thing I want to talk to you about is you need to identify your circle. So if you're taking notes, write that down. You need to identify your circle. When we decide to pursue our God dreams, there are usually three type of people that you are going to encounter, okay? So the first person that you are going to encounter as you chase after the call of God in your life are people who oppose you. Everybody say haters. 
haters okay i was researching haters in the greek so i went to the urban dictionary anybody know anything about the urban dictionary I know that's as spiritual as it's going to get with the word haters, okay? And, and hating is simply the result of being a hater, but it is not exactly jealousy. The hater doesn't really want to be the person he or she hates. Rather, the hater wants to knock someone down a notch. How many know haters? They're trying to bring someone down a notch. Someone's trying to get to the next level, and they're not jealous of that person, but they don't want to see that person rise up. They don't want to see that person get to the next level. They don't want to see that person succeed. So in our life, we will always have people who will oppose us. Now, there's three reasons that people oppose us. Number one is you, they feel as though you have disturbed their comfort zone. That's why haters are going to hate. Because you're starting to disturb their comfort zone. Because the first thing that you had to do was leave your comfort zone. But in the process of you leaving your comfort zone, the hater realizes that their comfort zone is now disturbed. And we see this happen so many times when people rise up. Those who don't want to see people succeed don't want to be pulled out of their comfort zone. And so comfort zones, what we talked about two weeks ago is comfort zones, initially, while they are comfortable, they eventually become our prisons. Your comfort zone can become your prison when you are unwilling to walk out of that comfort zone and pursue the dream that God has for you. The second reason people will oppose you is because they feel threatened by you. They genuinely feel threatened by you. By you doing what God has called you to do, they're, they're afraid of what might happen when you become who God has called you to become. And so they feel threatened by you. And the third feeling that they're going to feel is a fear, assuming that their version of success is actually wrong. You ever met someone who thought like they arrived and you're like, dude, that was cool when you're 20, but you're 30 years old now. You know what I'm talking about? And, and, and how many you know that our values of what is success changes the older we get? You ever met someone where you're just waiting for them to grow up? I had a friend of mine say something, and uh, there was this clown in our youth group. Every youth group's got a clown. And if you don't know who he is, it's you. Um, and so every youth group's got a clown, and there was this clown in our youth group. And one of my friends said to him one time, he said, you know, one day you're going to grow up, and we're all going to be happy to see it. I was like, dang, bro, <laughs> that was like some heavy stuff, you know, um, but I'll never forget that. And so there are people who will oppose you because you have disturbed their comfort zone. They feel threatened and their assumption of success is wrong. Now, there are different types of opposition that I want you to dissect, okay? There's different types of opposition that I want you to dissect. Number one, you've got the alarmist and the alarmist will oppose you because they are motivated by fear and they tend to exaggerate exaggerate the risk. Lots of times the alarmist is your mama, <laughs> right? I mean, she don't mean to be your opposition, but how many had mamas that thought it was worse than it really was? I remember when I first went to Bible college and uh, my parents dropped me off. My car broke down the week before, so I had to go up to college without a vehicle. That was very uncool. But I remember getting to Bible college, looking at my dorm room, and my mom said, oh, no, you ain't staying here. You're coming back home with us. And I remember my mom did not want me to stay. I'm like, mom, this is a Christian college. She's like, I don't care. This place is a dump. 
And so she didn't mean to oppose the will of God in my life because here I am trying to become a preacher. But she was in that moment an alarmist. Anyone ever have a mom that act like an alarmist? Yeah, like just exaggerating things. Man, that's too big for you. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. So sometimes people are opposing you because they are an alarmist. Some people oppose you because they're a traditionalist. They do not like change. And they romanticize about the past and they are motivated by customs. Typically, this is the generation above you. So the traditionalist will oppose you because they like things the way they are. I've got so much to say on this, but I'm not going to say it. But let's just say that your boy couldn't always preach like this, wearing some J's and a bomber jacket on a lot of platforms on a Sunday because there's traditionalists that'll say the man of God ought to wear a suit. I'll wear one next Easter, okay? Now, the third type of op opposition that we'll face is the defeatist who only sees problems and they are certain of failure. Anyone ever been around someone who only sees the negative? They've got like that Eeyore spirit. How do you know what I'm talking about? The Eeyore spirit. Y'all remember Winnie the Pooh or is it just the old people in the room like me? And by old in this church, I mean over 40, okay? Um, but the Eeyore spirit, the people that never saw the bright side of anything. I mean, you're, you're like trying to plan something fun. You can be in your 20s and you're like, let's go to Vegas and hang out and have a good time. That drive is so long. And you're like, shut up, you know? It's like people will always be negative. And so they will oppose what God's trying to do because they only see, they only see the, the, the dark side of things. They're certain of one thing, and that thing is failure. And then you get to the worst type of and then you get to the worst type of people that will, the person that will oppose you, and that is the antagonist. And, and, and this is dangerous, y'all. Some of you might have been victims of this, but the antagonist will abuse authority in an attempt to control you. An antagonist will abuse authority in an attempt to control you. You might have seen this at work, okay? How many ever had to deal with an antagonist at work? I have. You're too young to be climbing the ladder. Wait your turn. You know, I've got 30 years in this company. Wait till it's your time. And so the, that's a mixture of the traditionalist and the antagonist. Anyone that would use their authority to stop where God is taking you. And antagonists will come along on your journey. There are people that will come along on your journey and will try to lord over you and stop you from getting to the place that God is calling you. And so the first thing I wanted you to see is that in our circles, we will have people who oppose us and we have to identify those people. Now, the second type of people in our circle are those who support us. Everybody say those who support you. Now, now, I want you to watch those who support you because oftentimes these are the people that will fist bump you and high five you and say they're cheering you on. But really, the only thing they can do is be neutral. Verbally, they'll say, hey, man, I'm in your corner, dog. I got you. I'm for you. I know you're going to do it. And verbally, they're supporting you, but you got to learn the difference between someone who is opposing you, supporting you, and who's championing you. And I'll get to that one in a minute. But those who support you, they might affirm the call of God in your life, but they really can't do anything to propel you. 
Okay? So there are people that are saying, I am with you, I am for you, and they're genuine. It's not disingenuine at all. But at the same time, there's really nothing that they can do to propel you. So while they'll affirm you, and y'all, how many of y'all know that you need some cheerleaders in your life? You do. You need some people that are like pom-poms, you got this, you know what I mean? And, and, but they don't really show up there for your graduation, you know? Not necessarily a bad thing because they support you, they affirm you, they cheer you on, but, and they believe in you, they're just really not able to do anything to open doors in your life. Okay, so you've got those who oppose you, the haters, you've got those who support you, and it's good, around, it's good to get around some support, it really is, it really is. It's good to get around some people that will remind you of God's calling in your life, because for the people that will oppose you, for every person that opposes you, just know that there's a smaller group of people who are actually going to support you, because it's actually a dwindling group, and that's the crazy thing, that's the crazy thing. Remember when we were getting ready to launch this campus, I probably messaged about 20 pastors here in the region saying, I'd like to meet you. I'd like to buy you coffee. If you don't drink coffee, I'll buy you tea. If you're weird, I'll just get you water. Okay, I'll buy you some really good water. But let me take you out and get to know you. And of all the pastors that I messaged, only three agreed to meet with us. Because not everyone's going to be there championing you. And that's okay. Doesn't mean that they were haters. They didn't oppose us. But they were more like in neutral. And so there's many who will oppose you. Few who will support you. And the third one, and even fewer, those who will champion you. Everybody say champion. Now a true champion is someone who will recognize your dream. And they will help you to proactively pursue it. This is not someone just fist bump guy, high five guy, you got this guy. But they will actually champion the call of God on your life. Now let me be clear about this. This is not a social media champion. There's a lot of people that will say, I'm championing the call of God in your life. But that's just really a supporter because they're not actually opening doors for you. There's a difference between a supporter and a champion. A champion will actually help open doors for you. These are door openers in your city. And so there were some pastors in this city who were real champions for us. Because when I showed up to meet with them and to talk to them about who we are and where we come from, some of those pastors brought out a checkbook and wrote a check payable to Lighthouse Church and sewed into you all because they were championing the vision that God has for us. And so there were many who were just like, eh, haters, all right? We're going to talk about haters too much today because I don't like to glorify haters. And then there were those who were neutral, okay? But then there was even a fewer group of pastors that said, I'm not just going to say that I'm for you, but I'm going to write you a check and show you that I'm for you. Champions. People that said, if you need anything, let me know. I had one pastor say to me, if you need a place to meet at during the week and, and you can come and meet at my place and I'll never charge you anything. A champion, a door opener, someone that is there. Now, something you need to know about champions are they will often enter your life for a short period of time or what we in church call a season. That's what we do at church, right? We make things real spiritual. It's like, are you going through a short period of time in your life? No, I'm going through a season. Anyway, but this is what champions do. Champions see further ahead of you than you see. Get this for a second, okay? I have a, I have a, um, 
I have an earthly father, my, my daddy. I talk to you guys a lot about my dad, but I also got a spiritual father. And he says this thing. He says, fathers see further. Fathers see further. How many dads in the room know what I'm talking about in a very natural sense? You do, right? You're like, son, put some shoes on. You're going to hurt yourself. No, son, put your shoes on. You're going to hurt yourself. And then ah, they stepped on a car toy or something and they're hurting themselves it happened just yesterday right baby my son jackson was in a trampoline he wanted to take his cars with him in the trampoline i told him you're gonna jump on you're gonna land on a car he didn't listen to us of course he knows better what does he do jumps on a car he's wailing because he hurt his foot right now that's a very natural example but in the spiritual you need spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers in your life because they actually see further ahead than you can see fathers see further that's a good little nugget for you to write down right there okay fathers see further and champions see what you don't see a champion in your life will see what's behind you they'll see what's to the side of you and as they proactively open up doors in your life be it in your career be it in your marriage be it in your dream whatever it is that God is doing in your life you need someone that's in your corner that is opening up doors for you now I wanted to illustrate this because I felt like this was such a powerful powerful truth to have a champion in our lives through the life of Aaron so there's a passage of scripture let's get that up on the screen that I want to read to you about what a real champion looks like and we talked about how Moses told God hey God I don't really want to go to Pharaoh because I got a stuttering problem so God said I'm gonna bring a champion alongside you named Aaron and he's gonna go with you it says here in verse 27 now the Lord has said to Aaron go out into the wilderness to meet Moses so Aaron went and met Moses at the mountain of God and he embraced him Moses then told Aaron everything the Lord had commanded him to say, and he told him about the miraculous signs the Lord had commanded him to perform. Now watch this next passage of scripture here. Then Moses and Aaron returned to Egypt together. Okay? Moses and Aaron returned to Egypt together. A champion will go with you. A champion ain't going to be, got you, man. Now let me know how it goes. I'm going to be right here on my pad chilling until you get back. I'm going to be watching some Netflix, okay? And when you get back, we're going to break it on down. No, 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 no. So Moses and Aaron returned to Egypt together, and they called all the elders of Israel together. And Aaron told the elders, look who's talking. Aaron, not Moses. Aaron is talking here, a champion in his corner. Aaron told them everything the Lord had told Moses, and Moses performed miraculous signs as they watched. Then the people of the Lord were convinced, I'm sorry, then the people of Israel were convinced that the Lord had sent Moses and Aaron. You've got to start looking at your circle and asking yourself, who's in this circle? Because some of you are rolling with people in your circle who oppose you. But you don't understand, Pastor. They're my friend. I mean, we've been through thick and thin together. But every time you try to get to the next level, they're bringing you down. And so you've got to ask yourself, do I got any champions in my circle? Do I got any supporters in my circle? And how big is the crowd of opposition in my life? So the second thing you got to do is you got to learn to get your circle right. You need to get your circle right. You need to start identifying who's here, who needs to be gone, and who do I got to go and get? Because some of you don't have a champion in life, and you need to find a champion in life. Amen? 
You got way too much opposition in your life. And you're wondering why the call of God keeps stalling in your life. It's because you're running with the group of knuckleheads that are doing nothing to help you go further in the will of God. And you're wondering, why am I not the person that I'm supposed to be? Who's in your circle? You can't be around a circle of small-minded religious people that are doing nothing to further the will of God in your life. Can I get some amens on that? We get, you can't allow people into your life that are speaking negative things to the place that God is calling you to. You leave church on a Sunday, God's giving you a word. You're ready to go and take down hell with a water gun. And you got people in your circle that are saying, you can't do it. You're too small. You messed up. Remember you did that? Listen, you can't go anywhere with those type of people in your life. That's like trying to drive in the cars and park. Your circle won't let you go. And if you keep it in neutral, if all you got is a bunch of supporters in your life, but no champions, they're there affirming you. They're telling you church was good. I believe in you, but they're not praying with you. They're not fasting with you. They're not going with you to the next place that you need to go. You're trying to go deeper in God, but you've got no champions around you. Listen to me, church. This is a young church. You need to link up with some men in this church. Let me talk to the dudes for a second. Then I'm going to talk to the ladies. Guys, who's the champion in your life? You need someone in your life that is going to help open doors for you. And most of the time, that's someone that's older than you. Sometimes it might be someone that's actually younger than you. Because when it comes to God, he is no respecter of persons. And so sometimes you might actually have a champion that's younger than you. But you need to surround yourself with people that you give permission to speak into your life that are going to help you move forward in your destiny. Now, I want to do something real quick and just honor a couple of very special men that are here. Because about four years ago, I had a group of men that were um, pretty much in, in, in retirement now. And they, they were like... They, I don't want to say they were kicking it because they were all they're, they're busier than me. But I mean, there was a group of men that said we want to dive into the Bible and we want to study together. And 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 I championed that desire in their heart to know the word deeper than they had before. So I literally started teaching all of my biblical, um, all everything that I taught in Bible college. I started teaching college information to them because I was trying to champion that desire in their life to know more, to go further in God. And so I wanted to come alongside them and open up that door. And I began to watch as their theology began to grow. And these guys started leading small groups and like just killing it. So Brother Sam, would you raise your hand? That's Brother Sam right there. Brother Alvin, would you raise your hand? That's Brother Alvin right back there. And I want to honor them. Yeah, believe it or not, these guys let me speak into their life. And I know by the color of the hair on their head, it should have been reversed compared to the color of the hair on my head. But on the flip side of that, just as I was championing them, they were championing me because they believed in me. And they never allowed me to get too comfortable in where I was because they would always say, you know, pastor, one of these days you're going to have a church of your own and God's going to call you. And we believe it. When it happens, we're going to be there. And, they, and they've been there every step of the way. And they were even here on launch service. So I honor you, Alvin. I honor you, Sam. Some real champions in my life. But I had to get people in my circle like a Sam and an Alvin because I needed people. I needed fathers in my life that saw further. Because there'd be sometimes I'd come to small group all up in my feelings. Remember we talked about feelings a couple weeks ago? There'd be times I'd come to small group all up in my feelings and they would help neutralize that. 
They'd be like, you know, Pastor Josh, I think you're a little worried there. I think you're a little over-concerned. I think you need to dial it back in this area. I allowed them to speak into my life because I wanted to have them in my circle. Lighthouse, who's in your circle? Who is in your circle? Ladies, you got to have some mothers in your life. I'm talking about some mother. I really, if there was one thing that I've learned from some of the more traditional gospel churches, they, they call the, the elder women in the church, they call them the mothers. Y'all remember the mothers? Anyone been in church long enough to have heard the term mothers? Back at, uh, back at our home church, and for those of you that aren't aware of who we are, we are one church with two locations. Our church started in the South Bay and Chula Vista. So if you got any family that lives south of the 8, send the Lighthouse Church down there at Eastlake, okay? And if they live north of the 8, bring them up here, all right? We're attacking this city on both sides now. And um, there was a young man that came to our church, and he was from, he was from the south, and I mean, he'd been exposed to Southern church. And so he would always do that. He would see some of the older ladies at the church and he would come and he'd, he'd extend an arm like this and he'd walk them down. And he said, mama wants a seat in the front row. <laughs> I'm like, did you just call her mama? <laughs> but, but he was very traditional like that, very polite like that. And it comes from that. And I think some of the ladies in this church, we can't lose sight of that. Ladies, you got to get some mothers in your life that you give permission to speak into your life. Mothers that can see further ahead. Mothers that will look at you maybe struggling with that boy that doesn't want to pay attention. Or that daughter that's gone a little wild. And you need a mother that's lived through that to come and tell you, baby, it's going to be okay. My wife said it this way. I did this thing last year where um, when I turned 38 years old, I started putting these stories on Instagram. What I would tell my younger self. And I started doing this whole thing. So my wife, she thought I was a brilliant husband that I am. So she did the same thing. No, I'm kidding. Um, but she decided to do the same thing. But I will never forget my wife said something. She said, eventually my mom did become my best friend. And, and so for... So for, for you younger ladies in the room and you moms in the room, you, you, you're raising these younger kids. Go and find you out a mom that's lived through it. And they'll tell you that daughter is going to come around. That daughter will eventually be your best friend. I know they might be mad at you because you're getting on them because of what they're wearing. And rightly so. You should be getting on them, all right? But listen, don't let their mood and feelings stop you from being a mom. Okay? And, and I know you might be saying, like, well, I'm going to take that from the pastor. Don't take it from me. Go find yourself a mother. Go find yourself someone who's going to be in your corner, who's going to be championing you. Get your circle right. Do me a favor. Look at your neighbor and tell them, get your circle right. So how do we get our circle right? Well, we got to start by getting rid of the opposition in your life or putting some space between you and them. I told you I was going to come like a surgeon today. All right? We doing okay so far? What you need to do is get some space between you and your opposition, or maybe you got to get rid of them. Now, listen, let, let me counsel you for a moment. You may not be able to get rid of family, but you can put some space between them. Okay? I know that's hard, and I'm still learning that. Trust me, I got some family. I'd be better off in my life if they weren't my family, but, <laughs> but they're my family, all right? So they ain't, but, but what we do is we put some space between us, right? So when you come into my house, you come correct. Can I get a good amen, men? Any men ever had to tell a, a relative they can't come like that to your house? Or is it just me and Alvin? <laughs> me and Alvin, we, 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 we in this fight. We're like, no, 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 you don't get to come to my house drunk because this is a house that serves the Lord. You don't get to come into this house high because this is a house that serves the Lord. Now, I may not be able to get rid of you because you're family, but I will put some space between you and you will respect these boundaries. Any men in this house ever had to lay down the law in your house? 
They're like, look, you want to act like a joker in your house? You can do that. But as for me and my house, this is how we come. All right? So what you have to do is either get rid of the opposition in your life or put some space between you and the opposition. If they're your mama, if they're your daddy, if it's that wild cousin and you can't get rid of them, then what you need to do is put a healthy amount of space between you and them. The second thing you need to do is get you some supporters who are praying for you and cheering you on. You need some supporters. I know they can't open doors for you, but you need a good cheerleader in your life. Anybody got cheerleaders in your life that are always there for you? Yeah. Lots of times that's like your grandparents, right? Get around grandma a little more. You know, I'm like, she's always good for you. She, I mean, if she's on it, she'll like it. You know, she'll double tap that picture on Instagram. No one else will like it, but she'll like it, all right? Some of you need some people that will like your picture through thick and thin. You thought it was a nice selfie and you were like a missing tooth and grandma still liked it, all right? And the third thing you need to do is you need to find a champion who's going to be with you through thick and thin. And they're going to help you carry your dream forward. You need some champions in your life. Everybody say a champion. You need people that are going to be there in the good times and in the bad times. They're going to walk with you, and they're going to help open some doors for you. I can't tell you how many winners we have on the dream team here in this church. Lighthouse, can we clap our hands for all of our dream team here in the church? We've got some studs on this church, and I just knew that God was going to do it. But there's some people here. you got to get some people in your life that can do the things that you can't do, you know? I'm not very handy with tools, but I can't tell you what, man. I find some guys that are. I told you guys a story of the dream team. I remember, y'all remember March 9th and 10th, original Lighthouse launch team? Remember, remember March 9th and 10th? All of our equipment delivered. And, and I remember the, the, they said, hey, you're going to have to do some stuff, and you're going to have to finish some of the assembly because if we, we finish all the assembly for you, then, you know, we're going to have to charge you a little more. And I'm like, nah, we got some guys at our church. They can make it happen. I just took a, a leap of faith. You know, and I remember, like, I'm a tech guy. I mean, I may not be able to, 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 to hang a picture right, but I can fix your computer, okay? And you need some people like me in your life because I'll help you fix all the electronics in your life. Some of you are just, like, illiterate when it comes to electronics. You need me, all right? I got you. But, but I need you to come help me fix my faucet, okay? <laughs> you need to reciprocate, all right? Do you remember, Joe? I remember. They're like, so what you got to do is get these TVs and do this and do that. And, and then and, and the guy was like, do you got anybody that knows how to do this stuff? Without saying anything, there goes Peter. And there goes David. And these guys go to their trucks. And they come back with their tool belts on. And they got their guns ready, their drill guns, right? They're like ready to go. I'm like, dang, these boys are bad. I mean, like, all I got in my trunk is a, I don't want to say, you know? But, but, man, they came loaded. I'm like, those are some champions right there. I definitely could not do that. But people that are going to help you make that dream come to pass. You need some people in your life that are going to see further than you. Get around someone who's older than you. I honor and respect people that have gone before me. We got some people in this room that have actually pastored in other churches and that are here at this church, and I lean in on them, and I even told them, I give you permission to speak, in, to speak into my life. There's some men in this room right now who are previously pastors at another church, and they're here with us now. And I said, listen, I'm new at this. I'm eight weeks in. If there's one thing I promise you I will do, I will make a mistake. Okay? That is the bona fide lighthouse guarantee. All right? I promise you I will botch something. 
I'm not going to try to do it on purpose. My heart is pure and my intents are innocent. But I'll get it wrong at some point. And so I told some of the pastors that, the, some of the men that pastored in this church said, you've got permission. I told them, I give you permission to speak into my life. If you see me getting it wrong, you have permission to come and talk to me. Now, don't do it in front of everyone. That's not how we do it, all right? Don't be making me look foolish. Don't do it in all call, all right? But pull me to the side. Pull me to the side. And ladies, y'all need a mama bear in your life. How many know what I'm talking about when I say mama bear? How many, how many of you ever have your mom become mama bear in your life? Where it's like the wrong kid messed with you or the wrong neighbor said something. A champion will do that. A champion will go up there and they will help fight your battles when your battles need to be fought. You know what I'm talking about? You need some women in your life, ladies, that will get mama bear on the opposition. So when the haters hate and the opposition comes, you need a good mama bear in your life or a papa bear in your life that will put people in their place. Anybody got mama bear and papa bears in their life? I do. They're like the bodyguards, if you will. They put people in their place. All right, and, and this is the last thing I want to, last thing, and we're going to come to a close. Number three, after you identify your circle and after you get your circle right, you need to, number three, decide who you want to please. Because you cannot please everyone. You can't please everyone. And you know what's crazy about this is deep down we have this rooted desire to be admired and liked by others. That is, I mean, we literally get dopamine shots running through our brain when people like your photos on social media. And we're raising a generation of kids. I tell this, anytime I get an opportunity to speak to youth, I come just straight at them, all right? I'm just a straight shooter. Too many kids will share a moment on Instagram or Facebook, a moment that was special, it was significant, it was meaningful to them, and they'll share it with the world, and if they don't get enough likes, they'll take it down. Not enough people like my picture. You guys heard about any of this? Anybody work with high school students? This is some of the crazy, I like to listen to a lot of podcasts um, so that I sound a little smarter than I am. <laughs> but I like to listen to a lot of podcasts, and they were talking about how that little dopamine hit validates so many of our kids in high school and junior high. And so if not enough people validate their meaningful experience, they want to take it down. How shallow is that? That we look to others for validation. That we look to others for approval. At some point, you have to make up your mind, who am I trying to please? Because you cannot please everyone. You've heard that saying, but that's so powerful in a spiritual application. Because if you're trying to please everyone, you might stop pleasing God. In your process of trying to please everyone, you just might stop pleasing God. We have this deeply rooted urge to be admired and liked by others, but the truth is, you just got to get over it. You got to get over it. I will not be embraced by everyone God has. And, and the, the truth of the matter is, is that God has not called me to be liked by everyone. I keep telling you guys this, and I'm going to keep saying this over and over again until you get this in your spirit. God did not call you to be liked by everyone. God called you to change the world. It's just as simple as that. 
God did not call you to be liked by everyone. God called you to change the world. And here's a powerful truth. Here's a powerful truth. When you give people the right to approve you, you have given them the right to control you. Let that sink in for a moment. When you have given people the right to approve you, you've now given them the right to control you. And I'm sorry, but I will not be manipulated by another man or woman. I only want to follow God's sovereign plan for my life. Is there anyone in this room that only wants to follow the sovereign will of God for their life? Last passage of scripture, Proverbs 29 verse 25. The fear of human opinion disables Trusting in God protects you from that. Isn't that powerful? Don't you love the Proverbs? There's so much good stuff in the Proverbs. Let's read it again. The fear of human opinion disables you, but trusting in God protects you from that. You need to figure out who you're going to please in this life because if you're trying to please other people and if you receive your validation from other people, then you are turning over the ability to control you to them. You're letting them control you. You're allowing them to make decisions for you. You live your life in a constant validation cycle where you will not do anything, even the will of God for your life, if people don't applaud you. And I don't know about you, but I only want to live my life for the applause of one person. And I want to live my life for the applause of nail-scarred hands. I want to live my life in such a way that when all is said and done, I'm going to hear those words from my Lord and Savior. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Is there anyone else in this room that is living for the applause of only your Savior? There was a time in my life where I I received validation from what they said or what they did or what they thought or how they cheered me on and there was a time in my life where I needed the approval of other people but let me tell you there is something special about living for the approval of God let me tell you there's something beautiful about turning over all of the validation that you need in your life to only one person and his name is Jesus as long as he goes with me I don't need anyone else to go with me I know sometimes you want to take your circle with you but how many of you know there are people in your life right now that aren't going to go with you to the place that God is calling you to there's some behavior right now that is not going to go with you to the place that God is calling you to so stop living for applause from people and start looking for the approval of God clap your hands one more time Lighthouse if this message has blessed your life I want to encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.